Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray and Brad Williams for the About Last Night podcast. Hey Brad, I got a question for you. Do you shave? Well, of course I do, Adam. I'm a man. <laughs> Me too. I'm a Russian Jew, and I've been shaving since I was 12. And recently, I've been trying to find the best quality and most amazing and affordable shave. Well, I found it. DollarShaveClub.com is the answer. And to prove how amazing their shave really is, right now, they're going to give you, that's right, you, your first month free when you join the club. But don't take my word for it. Listen to Michael Caine. Hey, listen, everyone. DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing razors right to my front door for a third of the price. Wait, a Third of a third. Uh, I can't do it in the Michael Caine accent. <laughs> For a third of the price of what the greedy razor corporations charge you. Hey, it's Tony Danza, and look, I also have no reason to deal with the drugstore hassle and battle the locked up razor fortress ever again. And neither will you when you join the Dollar Shave Club. All you gotta do, go to dollarshaveclub.com and pick a razor that works for you from their lineup of amazing blades. That's all there is to it. What about you, Jason Statham? Well, I get a first-class shave whenever I use the executive blade. And when I use it, along with the Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter, the blade just gently glides for the smoothest shave ever. Look, it's awesome, it's easy, and with Dollar Shave Club, you can look, smell, and shave like a million bucks without paying for it. And ladies, this is not just for guys. Dollar Shave Club is also for women. We know you shave too. You got to shave your legs, your arms, maybe your mustache. Listen, we're not judging. Not judging, not Grandma. Judging. Not we're judging. We're glad you do it. Shave it. We're glad you do it. Here's your chance to see why over 3 million members like me, Brad, Jason Statham, Michael Kane, Grandma with the mustache, all love Dollar Shave Club. It's so easy too, and they're so confident in the quality of all their products. Now you can get your first month of the club for free. For free. All you got to do is pay shipping. And after that, it's just a few bucks a month. Just a couple of bucks. No long-term commitment. No hidden fees. There's really no reason not to do it. Can you think of a reason? Nope. That's right. There's no reason. That's why I said you can't think of one. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash last night to get your first month for free. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash last night. And start living the smooth life, baby. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Hey, everybody. It's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing wherever you get the podcast. Your iPhone, Android, device, Stitcher, aboutlastnightpodcast.com. If you haven't subscribed on iTunes and you're listening, do it right now. You got a few minutes before the episode starts. Subscribe on iTunes. Click that fifth star on the iTunes page. Uh, and comment on the iTunes page with something you like about the podcast. Helps us climb the charts, and we appreciate all the support, all the tweets, all the emails. Um, so many uh, so many fun episodes recently, and a bunch coming up, but enough about those. Today's episode is a guy we've been trying to have on for quite some time. Uh, he's written for the ESPYs, the Emmys, the BET Awards, the MTV Movie Awards, um, uh, House Husbands of Hollywood, uh, which he um, uh, co-created with Kevin Hart. Uh, he talks about hanging out with Obama, playing basketball with Michael Jordan. 
getting comedy advice from Bill Cosby. He's one of the greatest uh, dudes in the game and one of the hardest working and smartest and most fun watch the comics. And I know that sounds like a big compliment, but it's true. Uh, I've been watching him since I started, and he's, uh, he's just one of the best and always inspiring, always so cool. And his name is Chris Spencer. That's right, baby. The one and only Chris Spencer making his ALN debut, uh, much to the excitement of my buddy Colin Sullivan up in Seattle. A huge Chris Spencer fan when he was down here visiting. I uh, met Chris and was freaking out. And, and uh, so I know he's really pumped for this episode. Shout out to Colin and his son Chance, who's, uh, who's got the thumbs up game down. Talk about a kid with like just a lot of swagger already. Colin's, Colin's kid is the shit. And he, he gives a thumbs up whenever you ask for it. And like that's really all you can ask for from a kid at that age. I think he's two. Colin gives me shit because I... When he was like not even born, or I think when he was just born, I bought him uh, Spider-Man shoes that like for, are for like a four-year-old. So he was like, "Thanks a lot, man." So I guess in four years he can wear these. I was like, "That's exactly right, dude." Some people give gifts for now. I give them for I give them for later. This episode's a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. So let's get right into it. Follow Chris on Twitter at the Chris Spencer. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at Alien Podcast, at Alien Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray 33 on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, Brad Williams Tour Dates are available at bradwilliamscomedy.com. This weekend, he's at Levity Live in Oxnard. Um, so go see Brad there. First uh, time, new club, Oxnard, California. Get your tickets at levitylive.com, October 27th through the 30th. Brad Williams, Levity Live. Go see him. Adam Ray will be at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank this Friday and Saturday. My first time headlining Flappers in Burbank. It's a local L.A. show. If you live in L.A., come see me do an hour, October 28th and 29th. Two shows each night. Get your tickets at adamraytv.com. Uh, and then next week, I will be... Uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania at Junior's Last Laugh November 3rd through the 5th so that's going to be a blast first time there Junior's Last Laugh in Erie, Pennsylvania November 3rd through the 5th again all tickets at AdamRayTV.com a bunch of dates coming up after that Utah, Vegas uh, Tempe, Arizona uh, Sacramento come see me live and bring your ALN merch hats, shirts, mugs, posters you can get it all at AstoyMerchandise.com E-S-T-O-Y Merchandise.com bring your shit we'll sign it take a pic and you could be fan of the week and win some free merch. Huh? That's always exciting. Also, uh, I have posted two new videos on my YouTube channel, also on Facebook. Please go to my YouTube page, AdamRay24 on YouTube, um, or on Facebook. But I posted one video that is uh, a story that I had animated. It's a stand-up bit that is a story from the Adam Divine Tour from last year uh, called Beefaroni Sheets. It's a night that I had with Adam and Kyle Walsh and the Kings of Leon, and it went Haywire, and I uh, told the story on stage in Denver, Colorado, at the Comedy Works. Had uh, my buddy Tony animate it, and it's fucking unbelievable. So go look for it on YouTube uh, or on my Facebook page. And also posted a video, a Trump video, uh, a political, uh, some commentary on uh, what's going on that is uh, that it, uh, has been up since last week. And uh, again, just search my YouTube channel, Adam Ray Twenty Four, or on Facebook or Twitter. And uh, it's Piat Michael from Mad TV as Trump. Carly Craig is my girlfriend and myself as Trump's roommate. <laughs> it's silly. It's hilarious. Go watch it. Um, so many great episodes coming up. Really pumped about some of the guests that were traveling to go record. So, uh, so stay subscribed. Stay up. Stay lit. 
Stay pumped. And now that we got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's the merch info. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the great Chris Spencer. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Nah, but uh, my girlfriend lives with me. Hey, all I know is she came home. She, uh, she had a few hours in between shifts, and uh, she came home and uh, made me waffles at like two o'clock. So I'm happy. <laughs> PM or AM? What's that? PM. Okay. PM. Shift. She, she's dancer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You know she came in at two a.m. Yeah, a.m. Uh, waffles. Yeah. Uh, she smelled. Uh, she. You know she smelled like va- uh, various perfumes and colognes and uh, had way too much glitter on her. But you know she my baby. <laughs> <laughs> now Brad, Brad uh, always throws at me that like having a girl that cooks is like you know kind of a the deal maker for him. Oh yeah. Is that yeah? Absolutely. You can attest. You have to. Yeah, because first of all, food going out gets expensive. Yeah. But when you come home angry and you smell some shit, you're like, okay. We're that simple as dudes, aren't we? Cavemen. Fuck. Yeah. It, I mean, a bad set, a shitty day, whatever. You just yeah. like, you smell a little marinara or whatever it is, some salmon, some fucking. Dude, I'm as easy as like SpaghettiOs. You, you, you made those for me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Am I right? It, it, it's, it's so. I would love to think that I'm more complicated than that. I, I would love to think that it's, oh, I would like to have fancy conversations about art and politics. <laughs> Even if you walked in no. and she gave you a bowl of Cheerios, you're like, I'm still cooking here. <laughs> you'd be like, you know what, you thought of me. That's yeah. Like, you just want to be thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Are we on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Yes. yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You post a lot of uh, pics that, of you and your wife yeah. doing dope shit. You guys seem like, and you use the hashtag, love my life. Love my life, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and when you post pictures of you and Obama and Will Smith, yeah, man, I fucking love my life, too. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty fortunate. And your what? kids are dope. Slow mo videos of them dunking and shit. Did you see the one yesterday, dude? What the <laughs> fuck, man? He You're- was just doing that. He was. Uh, we were. I was at a gym working out, and there yeah. were some little kids in the, in the little foyer. And he goes, "Daddy, watch this!" And he jumped mm-hmm. over a kid and dunked on a Nerf hoop. I go, "I got a videotape." <laughs> Videotape. That's how old I am. You I have got, to yeah. capture that on IG. I yeah. got. Uh, <laughs> I got to pull out this shoulder-mounted camera. Yes. And uh, yeah, how how great is it that those moments can just can just happen now? They live forever. Where yeah, and now that's because before, like said, like when I say shoulder-mounted for the, for the kids that are listening. That's what you had. A huge that ha- camera. It, it yes. like now, if, if you showed up to the airport with one of these things, they would think it was like an RPG launcher, yeah. or, or like absolutely something like that. It, so enough to ask you to leave. Yeah, no, 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 I'm getting picked. My kid is coming off the airplane, <laughs> and you want to shoot him? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I'm 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 just trying to shoot the kid. Uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to prevent. <laughs> I'm trying to prevent that from happening. That's Norm. That's our uh, okay. He's social, social media yeah, yeah. guy. <laughs> now I know how you guys feel when black people just walk up. Yeah. <laughs> Norm just walked in and scared the shit out of me. And, and, and he's Norm from, ba- and he is from Baltimore in. too. So, oh god! So so so, so he hard. <laughs> see that? See that's why he's so quiet because he knows. Yes. Yeah, he hard. How'd that feel coming out of your mouth, Brad? 
That was just for me and, yeah. and Norm. Totally legit. <laughs> that was for me and Norm. So I'm pretty sure that I, I'm pretty sure that I'm I'm in the community yeah. now, right? Absolutely. Like that's, yeah. Okay. Because I, I I said he hard in a sentence. Well, is that your ghetto pass gets another stamp for 2017? <laughs> we talked about that with Dion Cole when he came on about He's the like greatest, isn't the, he? the best, yeah, the greatest, and and about like adjusting the first time we did like an all black room, like like the first time I hosted for Sinbad in Ontario. Wow. This was maybe like three years into stand up, and I just unconsciously went up there and went like. How y'all feeling tonight? <laughs> and then I, I kind of heard myself do it, but right. I think I was so like, just soaked up whatever the vibe in the room <laughs> right. was that I was like, nah, that's they, they wanted that. Right. And then afterwards, I remember just some maybe six, seven cool ass black dude with the limp was like, he's like, hey man, you funny shit, man. He goes, what was that shit up top though, man? You trying to like be black and shit? He's like, you don't need to do that, man. Just be funny. And I was like. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> thanks, fucking comedy. Yeah. You know, black genius man. Like he was just, yeah. You know, just, it was, uh, you know we do that. Brad's same, done it too. Same thing. For, for first time I performed in front of a black audience. That, that where were I, we? I was at the Ontario Improv, and that was their black night. Uh, and I, oh, I tried to pander. Like it, it feels wrong when I even tell the story. I'm like, listening. oh, because <laughs> Norm, he's like, you Norm, you here? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, nah. Let me see a wiggle on the line, worm. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just like walked up and like, yo, what's up? We ready to party? We ready to dance tonight? And then like, then, like I told the DJ to throw in some hip hop, and yeah. then like, and then like I started dancing and just blank. Blank really? faces. They didn't even respond to you dance because Usually like a white dude dancing yeah. is, a, is a laugh. Yeah, unless I mean, you can really dance. Well, Brad can really I, dance. Yeah, I then can. That fucked it up. You exactly. have to pretend like you can't dance so we can laugh at you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you're really see, dancing well, we think you're mocking us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> see, like that's the thing. It's kind of like if you ever seen the movie Tropic Thunder, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Right. speech. You never go full retard. Which is like you never go like full. Oh, yeah. It's like mock. So yeah, because yes. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna dance for real. Right. They're gonna see how good I am. Then they'll throw me up on their shoulders and uh, and take me right. to meet um, Eddie Murphy. Like right. that. Like that's what I thought was gonna happen. And then, oh, oh, bomb. You're, the whole set was a bomb. Oh, the whole set. After that, <laughs> done. Nothing. I'm out. That was. They sing no Negro spirituals or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were singing it because they they had just witnessed a death, and then <laughs> so then uh, so then I had the I, I had the older black woman run up and throw her body on the stage like, "Don't take him, Lord! <laughs> Don't take him! He's too young, Lord!" Now, if you would have said that, they would have laughed. <laughs> See, that would have been funny. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Orange County. I'm okay. I'm whiter than. I'm whiter than Wonder Bread, dude. Where'd you I'm, grow? I'm white. I'm, I'm from Inglewood. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. You, so you you've been out here the whole time. The whole time. Wow. Yeah. All right. How how do you go from there to? So to I go from Inglewood in tenth grade. We moved to Pas- South Pasadena. My, yeah. My South Pasadena mm-hmm. friends get mad when I say Pasadena. Sure. We moved to South Pasadena, which is totally different. Because it's different. Hey, yes. no, uh, North Orange County and South Orange County is different. Right. North Orange County, Newport Beach, yes. or, or no, sorry, South Orange County, uh, Newport Beach, Laguna Beach. Oh, yeah. North Orange County is like, yo, man, that's like La Habra. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> What's the uh, Pasadena, South Pasadena? Pasadena, South Pasadena. At least when I was growing up, was more uh, pretty Lily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very Asian and, and Lily now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pasadena has is is a huge, huge melting pot of everything, and uh, but they definitely let you know that you're from South Pasadena, not they're just two different districts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I went to UCLA. Not I've nice. never left LA. I went to UCLA and then started doing stand up at the Laugh Factory and then the Comedy Store and all the same places you guys have. Fuck. And I've never left, and I've never lived anywhere else for more than seven minutes. 
Yeah. You know, vacation yeah. here, a movie there, but I've never lived anywhere. But right. LA. Is that how you like it? I mean, did, when you got into this, were you, did you have the kind of realization of like, oh, I want to do something that's going to allow me to move around a lot, or did I just come I with the territory? You know, I would, always, I would turn down jobs that made me move. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I really love L.A. Yeah. I, I like it here. Say, so, I mean, diehard Lakers fan from the get-go. I mean, if I piss right now, it'd be purple. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's because you're a Laker fan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, and that, wait, so that's got to be bananas because you're homies with Magic. Yes. So I mean, grow, I mean, oh. when that came to be finally, and there was like a friendship, like the day. It's so weird. I'm friends with all of these guys. Yeah, dude. Too late. <laughs> like I wanted to be friends with Magic and Eddie in the '80s. Right oh now I'm God. friends with these dudes in their '50s and '60s, and they don't do shit no more. Yeah, they, they don't want to party anymore. I want to be at the fucking Roxbury with Eddie and Arsenio. Now I'm their friend. They, they don't even text. <laughs> Man, yeah. I mean, what was it? Uh, I saw some article in one of the celebrity magazines where it was just like, and the title of the article was "All Eddie Murphy Does Is Go Down the Hill to Get Coffee." That's and, true. And I it, see him all the time too. <laughs> and it just shows him. With his, with his with his girl just like right. getting coffee yeah. every day, and, and it's like Eddie, you don't have a machine up in your house, or he probably does. It's just getting out of the house. Yeah, right? get out of the house. Yeah, yeah you got to get out of the house sometimes. I'm sure that's not all he does. Sure, sure, sure. But I, it's, he's a regular at you know some of the coffee spots in the neighborhood. What was it like seeing Showtime Lakers? I mean, live and insane. I mean, insane. First of all, I'm so L.A. Inglewood. My high school graduation, no, my junior high school graduation was at the Forum. Oh my no god! No shit. He graduated from the forum. Magic used to date my uh, uh, when I, I you know pee wee basketball whatever you call it yeah. YMCA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our coach was Magic's girlfriend. What? So Damn. we would always just miss him. Where is he? There he is, right there. No, Magic! <laughs> <laughs> why you? Why you couldn't wait to kiss him in front of us? <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> she could have been lying. It could have been you know James worried there's something driving by. But still. <laughs> It was a Laker for sure. <laughs> wow, it was, it, was, it was a very, it was a very uh, large guy. So yeah, I mean that was, I mean Damn. insane. And then you wanted to go to UCLA to do uh, writing, acting. I wanted to act. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I majored in sociology so I can give my mom something. Yeah, but you know, as soon as I got there, I was doing student films and little bitty yeah. bitty plays and stand up on campus. Stand up on campus. Suli and I, Suli McCullough. Oh yeah, oh, uh, yeah we had Suli. a we had a comedy club. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There were some very pretty funny guys. Actually, they became big writers. I don't know if you guys know Fred Tattershore. Yeah. Yep, uh, Fred was there, and another guy. Uh, God, I forgot his name. He's like a huge producer on The Simpsons and all those shows. James L. Brooks. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> no. really. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we would uh, we, we we cut our teeth performing in front of the fraternity uh, doing uh, the fraternities doing was it Rush Week. Yeah. Yep. So they would have their you know their Rush Week, and they would bring on their whatever the incoming guys, and then we would do comedy shows for them and all the girls. How would they go? How would you? I mean, I feel like you, I've seen you as long as I've been doing it, which is nine years, and you just, you're always crush. You just, you've got an ease to you, which I feel like you had from the get go. I have a, a ease. Yeah. Thank you. Don't you think? I don't, I don't from know. The moment, I mean, I don't know what people mean. I mean, I guess I've been doing this shit 30 years. I better be comfortable by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, by now, for sure. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like when you started, I feel like, obviously, yeah. it takes a minute to get your point of view in your, in right, your yeah. writing to yeah i was comfortable early yeah. i guess because i was always i was you know like all of i don't know if all of us were all class clowns but yeah mm-hmm. i was a commission of assemblies in high school oh shit and so i've always i did a lot of public, speaking. yeah yeah i've always i've always been in front of people and so uh, just like a getting on stage logical was, transition yes would you make the uh assemblies and stuff funny absolutely yeah matter of fact my first act i actually stole from a uh uh, uh, uh Oh, we're trying to blank. Uh, Eddie Murphy Raw. Nope, no. <laughs> J- uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. 
Bob Saget. Oh, yeah. Bob oh, really? Saget, yes. Oh, and they thought I was a genius. I stole from Bob Saget. <laughs> Wait, like the young comedian special Bob Saget? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. Joke. Nobody had seen it yet. Only yeah. a couple people had HBO in South Bend. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah, because... Only joke. I'm, uh, HBO I'm wasn't... Not, I'm not so for my girl. That's because she's this tall. Yeah. Uh, that was one joke I stole. There was another one. I stole two jokes and they thought I was a genius. People were nuts, yeah. yeah. And then you're and like, it, oh, this comedy shit's easy. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about comedy. I just knew I had to entertain these savages oh, yeah. right, this right, assembly. Right, right. So I wasn't really stealing yet because I wasn't yeah. doing comedy. Yeah. I borrowed yeah. his jokes and it I gave them back. Yeah. You were, <laughs> and I gave them back. You weren't being paid for it. No, no. It, school, no. school assembly, okay. Yes. That's fine. No. But, uh, Not laugh at I mean, did, did you think at all during that time that that would be something that you would get into as a job? Or no. Was, what no? happened was, so that's high school. Yeah. Then I go to junior college two years. Then I transfer to UCLA. And then I go to summer school. And that's where I met Suli. Oh, yeah. And we were talking to a bunch of girls. Mm -hmm. And uh, they say, Suli, what do you want to do? He goes, well, I want to be a stand-up comedian. And the girls went crazy. Oh, my God. I love comedy. My favorite person is Richard Pryor. And I love Jerry Seinfeld and George Carlin. Mm. And they look at me and they go, what about you? I was like, stand-up comedian. Like that. Like, I've never thought about it until Suli said it in front of these girls. What? I saw how excited they serious? got. I go, I'm just as funny as this motherfucker. <laughs> yes, stand-up comedian. Wow. Yeah. So if Suli... And that started it. If Suli would have said, I'm a male porn star, and then the girls went nuts for that, you'd be I'd like, be all James, right. I'd be James Bondage. <laughs> 0069. <laughs> That's a great name. You might actually I mean, want to consider that based I mean, on the name. Sure, fallback career. What, 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 why wow. Not? But Damn. That's insane. And, and then you're just like, now I need to figure out how to I gotta back it actually up. do that. or No, and then all of a sudden, so we started doing the stuff with the frats. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then we did open mic. Actually, we came to do open mic at the Laugh Factory. This is the Laugh Factory, the way it looks now, looks nothing the way it used to look. Really? Yeah. And we stood in line. Suli got picked. He went in. They, he went, Jamie Masada wouldn't even let me in to watch him. What? Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> and then my first time was actually at the Comedy Store. Okay. Uh, where we had to put our names in a hat. I figured yeah, wait and then all like, night. And then yeah. like the, the next week you get, or like if, if you get picked, you perform the next week, right? No, was, was I think it? I think then you went there at like four o'clock, and then you would perform at like eight. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. that's like how it is now. Yeah, yeah. And so I got on there, and then uh, I did well. And then Mitzi, I auditioned for Mitzi like I think ninety six times. Wow, and never passed. Wow, yep. how did ninety six? Yeah, how do you handle no, it? No, I'm not 96 times. I'm joking. Uh, but like a bunch. A lot. A lot. Like seven or eight times. Enough to uh, where you're like, is this going to happen or should exactly. I pick another I said, career? I just, I just started doing another room. I started doing the improv and then okay. I became an improv snob. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the improv guys don't like the comedy store guys. And so yeah. I was a writer. <laughs> people at the comedy store, they're they're wacky and they're, they're they don't write jokes. Yeah, who was going up there? It was Sam Kinison, yeah. Eddie Griffin, and Dice Clay. So yeah. they were characters at the comedy store. So I felt I'm over here with you know Seinfeld and uh, who else was hot? Uh, Bill Maher, Rick Overton, and, yeah, Rick Overton, right. Rick Dukeman, ooh, wow, George Wallace, oh, nice. Paul Reiser, <laughs> yeah, so right, Mono. So I was in with all these dudes who were like you know pen to paper guys, yeah. which I felt I was. But I, I, I wish I would have been at the comedy store earlier because they're per you learn to perform at the comedy store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like those guys perform. Yeah. Mitzi had a knack for plucking, like, yeah, I mean, natural performers. That yeah, were really they were very physical. Mm -hmm. like, they would, like Damon Wayans taught me to say the joke and then show the joke. Yep. And that's what they do at the comedy store. Yeah. As opposed to the improv, they would be happy with the, their monologist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They, they, uh, they're I, waiting for Carson. Yes. I feel like a lot of the comics that uh, are of that type, they're just as happy with 
an applause for good writing yes. as they are with a laugh. So let me tell you how I started doing more black rooms. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you guys know Alex Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Daryl yeah. Heath. You remember oh, yeah. Heath? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started doing the black yeah, I started doing the black rooms with them. I, I used to go over there, you know, to Comedy Act Theater with Robin Harris. Yeah. And Anthony Brown used to do the Fun House, which is the Mavericks flat on Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. And we would go down there and uh people would come up to me and go, Nice set. Mm-hmm. And they go to Daryl and, and to Daryl and Alex go, you are a fool, you stupid, you ignorant. <laughs> and I was like, I want to be stupid and ignorant. <laughs> like, no pimp should be telling me nice sets. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I figured uh, I needed to change my act up and start doing more rooms like the comedy store or more rooms yeah. like uh, these hood rooms. Yeah. Not necessarily hood rooms, but more urban rooms. Yeah. yeah. But that's, you make those conscious decisions. And I'm sure there have been people that go the other way. Like, yes. like, like they start off with the sort of exaggeratedly large right. characters, and then they don't necessarily like the reaction they get, and they see other guys that are more pen to paper guys, and they right. go, ah, that's kind of cool. And they right. kind of, right. they all meet somewhere in the middle right. and find and A lot some of them, you know, started off at a room that, that was the only room they can get up in. And then right. when, when their experience allowed them to try other rooms, then they found out, well, you know what, I'm more of this kind of a comedian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are the more of the kind of guys I, I fall in line with. What, what, so. You were attracted to more the pen to paper guys. Like the- I was at first. I just felt that's who I was supposed to be because Sully was a pen to paper guy. Yeah. He was managed by George Shapiro, who had Seinfeld right. and Mario Joyner and George Lopez. So I was like, I am a comedian. <laughs> were there guys that you bonded with when you started to I mean, you mentioned Alex uh, and, and Daryl. Damon yeah. Wayne took me under his wing early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I always did both rooms. I was on the Redneck tour with Jeff Foxworthy. Oh shit! As well as I yeah I was a, I was a honorary brown neck on the Redneck tour before the <laughs> before Blue Collar and Larry yeah. and and all these other people. How was yeah. that? It was me and Jeff. It was a great experience. You right. need that road experience early, don't you? What? Yeah, but I was spoiled because yeah. Jeff had me in theaters and yeah. Yeah. the Ritz Carlton, and then oh I never, God. I never ever did the road like how you guys have done the road and comedy condos and well, I mean, fucking waitresses <laughs> and shit. Like I never fucked the waitress. You never fucked the waitress. Oh. I fucked the concierge. Oh <laughs> damn! Well done, sir. I need more laughter. Yeah. <laughs> shit. I didn't fuck hoes. I fucked escorts. <laughs> like wow. yeah, it was. These are Craigslist bitches. <laughs> Dude, I mean, yeah, Foxworthy just, I mean, drew and had, I mean, one of those guys who just had a fan base that was coming to see Absolutely. him. Yeah, yeah. And he so had they're books. Bon- yes. He had, like, all different types of uh, different redneck products. Uh, Which is strange when you're like, I'm the redneck comic, I'm going to write books. Like, that, like. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. That, that takes some And I'm going to have a black guy stones. open for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do everything rednecks hate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> books, books, and black people. I remember the two uh, bees. That's funny. I remember uh, I went to do a show one time, and this guy came up to me and goes, "Hey, you were funny, black comedian." I was like, "Thanks, white cowboy." <laughs> Swear to God. Wow. Now, how do you even get hooked up with Foxworthy? J.P. Williams uh, over at Parallel Entertainment is my manager, and he also managed, used to manage Jeff Fox, Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, I would have loved to have been in that room where he goes, "Jeff, Jeff, Jeff." All right. I got an idea for the tour. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> my dad won't come. <laughs> I to, here's my first joke. Yeah. I said, uh, uh, I said, uh, people keep asking, oh, God, asking, are the people out there racist? I go, no. One, no. People keep asking me when I'm on this tour, is there anybody out there racist? I go, no. But there was this one guy, I think he was racist, but I can't just fully call him racist. Well, he goes, well, how'd you know? I said, whenever we play Monopoly, whenever I would land on his property, he would move. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's hysterical. That's a, that's a great 
pen to paper. Like, that's a clever. See, I was a clever guy. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be collegiate. <laughs> that's what happened to Damon told me I was very collegiate. I'm like, fuck that. I want to be funny. Yeah. Damon is uh, what's so – it's so – I feel like he's how he is now when he was back then. The way he would – like, when I met him at the HaHa and then would start to, like, stay after and shoot the shit with him. That's and then the he came up to me and started tagging some of my jokes. And then I would do it with him. And then, like, that's four or five met. nights in a row, we were there at the same time. And I would stick around. And he would always say what up and remember my name right away. Yep. And then him and me and Vinny O'Shano would just, like – riff and tag each other's the shit best. for like a half hour outside the and best. then talk about sports and then peace out yep. and like and living SNL was always like big for me but in living color was that was it. us that was it that yeah. was us. and so you know uh, but I feel like he's been that way always yeah he was, I've never seen anybody bar none work out better than Damon Wayans like yeah. to try new stuff and experiment and so go fearless. there and dark oh my I've never seen. and I love the fact that he's still like now uh, like you'll be at Flappers in Burbank on a on a Monday or a up. Tuesday, and yeah. Damon just pops in, and I I feel like I'm the guy because like when I go to cities like Des Moines, sometimes I'm eating at a diner, and someone goes, "Why are you here?" And it's like I don't know, check clears. So that's right. why I'm here. I'm like that when Damon shows up to Flappers in Burbank. I'm like, "Why why are you here?" Like. You're Damon Wayans, and then he's like, "Yeah, but I gotta get better." So he was a guy you said that said, you know, uh, say the joke, then show it. Yes. Were there other uh, other guys just along the way that have thrown? Um, I mean, now that you're working with so many people, I'm sure right, you just pick right. up little tidbits here and there. Uh, you know, you know, Damon was. Always, do you remember Reggie McFadden? Yeah. He was another very, very physical comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a genius to me. Daryl Heath is probably uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time. And and he was very physical. So I, I'm not as physical as these guys, yeah. but I, I've I've come to use my wit and try to at least show the joke as best I can. Yeah. And I'm still to this day trying to. We we always say leaving meat on the bone. So sometimes you say a joke and then you end the joke too quick. Yeah. Like I'm trying to further the joke. Yeah. Uh, like Earthquake does or JB Smooth does. Yeah. Dude, they leave no, they leave nothing not nothing left from the, on on that premise. Yeah. Nothing to nothing. where you say, well, you could have added what. No, 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 you said that. Uh, you could have been. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I like I like guys who who milk it. Yeah. Wait. So then, uh, uh, what is your? I want to know what your writing process is different from stand up for writing because head writer for Wild and Out and Real House Husbands of Hollywood, right? No house, just Real Husbands. Of Hollywood. Real Husbands, uh, and I mean other shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so all the award shows from. I've done the ESPYS. I've done MTV Awards. Jesus. I've done the Emmys. I did the Miss USA pageant last year. What? Yeah. Wait, a matter of fact, anytime you see a black host, just know I'm in the office somewhere. <laughs> that's kind of incredible. If you see Wayne Brady or LL Cool J, yes. Chris Spencer is right behind. Yo, but that's kind of once that started to become known, that's right. got to be dope. Let me right? tell you, it's cool and then it's not cool because mm-hmm. I'm too cute for radio, just as you guys are. Yeah. Like we want to be in front of the camera. Yeah, this is so. good looking. This is a very fuckable table. Right? Yeah. Yes, everybody here. Can, can very fuck you too, Norm. Can fuck You're at the chair. Doesn't mean you can't be at the table. Yeah, we can hit chicks in the concert. <laughs> So it's rewarding knowing that my kids are in private school and that uh, these jokes are working. Yep. Yeah. But I want to be out there. Yeah. I'm a performer first. Yeah. So, and it's always awkward when all of a sudden these guys just kill Anthony Anderson. He does the BET Awards. He does mm-hmm. the Image Awards. And people are like, oh, my God, you're incredible. I want to take a picture. And then they give me the camera to take a picture with Anthony. Oh, and yeah. You're like, you're like if you like, only knew. Bitch, I was part of that. <laughs> yeah. We all should be in the picture. But now yeah. you, and do you but step I, up I understand. This is, no, no. I, but people I, know that. But this now. is it. This is, you know, yeah. you're on the team. With yeah, the you team. weren't going to turn down the, all those writing jobs. Absolutely because, not. Yeah. I'm going to start this year, though. 
Mm-hmm. Here's what's funny, and, and I know this guy. This guy told me ten years, six, seven years ago. Uh, and his, his name is Tab, is Taboo now, but as, com- as a comedian, we all respect him. Is uh, I told Bill Cosby this before. Mm. What I said, Cosby. I said, listen, I'm so tired of writing for people. What should I do? You know, what he said, stop writing for people. <laughs> Very simple advice. Holy just shit. like the doc, it hurts when I do this. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I haven't had a t- the opportunity oh to do God. that yet, possibly all the way. But yeah, I'm starting to next. Year, I mean, I, I've been cutting off. Like I haven't everything I've asked. I'm not writing for. Like I say a ridiculous number, and mm-hmm. if they come back, I do it. Sure. Yeah. So well, I, that, I, I feel that's that's the point we all want to get to in our careers, and all like. The, at varying degrees, we get there. Like now, Adam and I don't go back and do whatever bar shows that we used to do when we right. were coming up. Right. But if, if, if the guy says, I'll pay you $500, like, oh, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> my favorite bar. Yeah, all right. Actually, I don't know. I still do. Well, Chris and I just did the Dime Bar on Fairfax. But that's our friend. Yeah, you're that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's Sometimes those places are fun. Yeah. You get to work out stuff. You get I to talk will about never, I, at least I hope, will never not do those rooms because yeah. I feel like that. I mean, like Damon at Flappers. David, yeah. yeah. Lethal Weapon aired that night. He was at Flappers. You wow. know what that's I mean? crazy. So we love stand Let me tell you how much we love stand up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm at Caroline's. Uh, before kids and marriage. So, Caroline, maybe I guess ten or twelve years ago. Okay, twelve years ago, twelve or thirteen years ago. And uh, Jeff Garland, I'm doing the ten o'clock, and he's doing the twelve o'clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Robin Williams comes in. What? Jeff Garland's on stage. I, I just finished my show, and we talked to comics were coming from out of the walls like roaches. Like, where, where were you? you weren't here? And we talked <laughs> to Robin Williams for yeah two hours. Yeah. And the motherfucker acted like he had the same amount of money as us. We talked, we laughed, oh, we joked. He told stories. Richard Pryor, oh. Mitzi, oh. and he acted like he, he he wanted to be there with us. Yeah, because he did. He he did. And well, then he went on stage and murdered. Oh my yeah. god, murdered. And that's also an extra level of just comfort too. Like, because I, I know sometimes if I. I don't know. I like. I I always still like to have a little bit of nerves going on for every set. Right. And sometimes I can't shoot the shit for too long. I like to have a little bit of downtime right. and to collect myself. So to just like be that free to chat everybody up. And you, just, but, but listen, when you walk on stage and it's <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're gonna yeah. you're, you're gonna adjust. We're yeah. different. It's like Adam Ray. I think I saw him. Yeah, yeah. I think I hate the guy yeah. with the accent. Is that, no, I think that was that him or Antonio Banderas. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for making that connection. But, but you yeah. know what? It, it, it's true in that I'm always, I'm always more comfortable. Like there's times when I just go to the improv, I go to the store, and I I don't have a set. I don't plan on going on stage. I just go just to hang. When you, listen, just, our, our whole goal is to not give a fuck. Your favorite <laughs> comedian, when you see him on stage, it looks like he don't give a fuck. Yeah, and that's our goal as comedians. I, I I've gotten better at it because of hosting all the time. Yeah, sure. Doing chocolate Sundays and tripping on Tuesdays. Yeah. And corporate like, gigs and award. Right. I mean, you do a lot of that, right? Nah, you tell me that's how you meet some of these. I do. Uh, I do. I do. Like I can't get booked at the Tempe Improv, but I can go do you know Russell Simmons birthday party in the Hamptons or some shit like that. Like I can't get regular man. gigs. I might want that's that okay. one instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to trade? You want to? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. a Tempe coming up. You want to do Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in that in that regard, I'm happy, mm-hmm. and uh, but I'm I I've always wanted to do straight. Cl- I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I've done a lot of them, but yeah. I, I've, I've never been like a year with three weeks every month on yeah. the road. Right, I've never right, been right. That guy. 
Now, well, why, like, I mean, you can't just, like, write a dope part for yourself into, like, uh, real yeah, house no, I, have, I, yeah. I, I jump in there. No, no house. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I jump in there every now and then just for, yeah. for, you know, SAG insurance. Yeah. But sure. uh, <laughs> I'm currently, you know, I'm, I'm out pitching shows, and the next one, of the, sh- the show after the one I'm pitching now will be for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to Larry David, Louis C.K., all Good. this shit. Yeah, Love you're it. next. Yeah. You should be. Yeah. And you bring up uh, Husbands of Hollywood, and uh, my question is, are there people that don't know that's a parody? Yes. Are there people that think that's Listen, real? That's the brilliance. Award show people hit us yeah. and try to give us best reality show. <laughs> oh, we're like, this is scripted. No. We see the little battery packs. No, that's a, that's all a joke. We're joking. Yeah. Yeah, no, people think it's real. Robin Thick so, thought it was real. That's so funny. <laughs> like, they, like they, they think that it's just a standard. And you know what? That shows you how ridiculous reality television has gotten to where how do you even parody it? Right. How do you like even... A joke on a joke. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. how... It, it, it's like when like comics that are trying to do Donald Trump jokes when they do the accent... They don't have to write new material. That's they just have to say, say his. Yeah, they just have to say his actual right. quote. Like most, I I saw. I don't know if you saw the. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yes. He didn't really say too much that wasn't an actual. He said the exact same Trump speech. Quote. Yeah. Yeah. He just said the same thing, and then everyone's like, "That's hilarious!" It's like, no, that's what he actually fucking said. He and, sounded like him too. Yeah, yeah. and and that's how that's how the world of reality is. Like you guys, how do you parody reality right. television? Right. How did like, that show come together? I um, you knew Kevin before that. So what I was writing, I was head writer for the uh, BT Awards 2012. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Jesse Collins, uh, the executive producer, said, "We need something different. We have a little bit of time. We have like five minutes. Why don't you try to think of something we can shoot?" And then Kevin for the and I award show talk, for the award show, okay. mm-hmm. and we started talking, and we noticed that we both watched these housewife shows, mm-hmm. and we're like, you know what? We noticed that men are just as bitchy and catty <laughs> as these women, so let's do. A show about the husbands of these wives. Just like that. And so we had the first one was Nick Cannon, uh, who was with Mariah, yeah. Jermaine Dupree, who was with Janet. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Anderson, just because he was a, a great just name. Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nelly, who was with Ashanti. <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin. And one more. Kevin. Those Nick. Guys. I think that was it. Magic, because so, he was with your high school coach. Yes, Magic. <laughs> no, she one on. she yeah. Yeah. She, he's famous. <laughs> yeah. And then we did this sketch and it went viral. Yeah. Like people were put, creating fake Facebook pages and Twitter Holy accounts. Shit. And so then you just a, a petition went out saying, please put this show on the air. If we get 100,000 signatures, maybe Stephen Hill over at BET will put this show on the air. Wow. Just doing all the work. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. So they, they essentially pitched your show. They did. And then like, I had to go back in and go, listen, are you listening to the people? The yeah. people love this. Yeah. And then the next week, next year, we got picked up and then we did it with Sam Jackson when he hosted it and did an uh, even funnier version of it. Mm-hmm. Dude, what is it like working with Sam Jackson? I mean, you've worked with everybody, the but. motherfucker is exactly who you see. <laughs> I just hope. Like, you'll be talking to him and everything yeah. is cool. He'll be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we were just friends a minute ago. In context of what? Like he just does he shoot the shit? Like he shoots he... the shit, but it's just his voice and he's laughing. But mm-hmm. you just don't. He just he, he just he's fucking Sam Jackson. That's amazing. And he knows it. I love it. And, he, and, it. and you, I mean, did you? So you wrote the stuff for him in the yeah. video. Yeah. And he loved it. He loved it. Yeah. It was, it was a group of writers. I can't take all the. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is it what is the process for an award show before we get to real? Uh, so there's there's always going to be an opening. Yeah. And it's usually musical. Yeah. So we got together and we paired up. We uh, uh we thought him and Spike Lee would be funny. 
You guys should take a look at that. We yeah. Did, uh, we did Negroes in Paris. <laughs> Kanye and Jay Z. Right, right, right. You know, but uh, a slightly different word. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then we, you know, we gave him a short monologue, and then there's always jokes in between. Usually, yeah. when he's bringing up. You know, I don't, I don't want it to be. I hate when they're too corny. Yeah, you know, sure. This well, guy's this and this guy's that. Give it up for them. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? But there's always a little something, and there's a little bit of joking in between. I'm sorry, man. I mean, but like, it, it seems on the surface that kind of stuff seems simple, but when I look at that from a comedic mind, I go, "Damn!" Like that award show, and you see it when you read reviews the day after award shows. Other than maybe like. Kimmel this year, like everyone gets trashed. Right. No one does it. Right. Kimmel, well Ellen, Billy Crystal, those are the people that are constantly loved. Yeah, and that yeah. I mean, like I thought Seth MacFarlane did great hosting the Oscars. He the did? next day, all this shit. You thought he did great? Yeah, I thought he did good. Okay. I mean, uh, but and then like it just it, it seems like almost an impossible it's the thing. Toughest job in the world because you have to like be sort of middle of the road and not too offensive, and yep. you can't crack too hard on the celebrities because yep. they're fragile egos. Yes. Uh, like I, I, my favorite instance of this was uh, Chris Rock did yeah. that. Chris Rock did that monologue where he made fun of Jude, Jude Law. Law. Jude Law, and it was a great monologue. Yeah. I fucking love that monologue. And then Sean, Sean Penn comes up, the bitch, and then w- walks up and goes, "Well, to answer our host's question, um, Jude Law is one of our finest actors." <laughs> Fuck you, Sean Penn. Can't take a damn joke. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to happen in every award show, though, right? There's somebody that just doesn't. I mean, the ESPYs, I know that, like, and I want to know how you tell that line because <clears throat> they'll cut the shots of athletes a lot. Somebody was telling me once that King Goofy Jr. was in the audience and they were trying to sour him in my eyes because he's my you know childhood hero. And they were like, uh, man, he can't take a joke. They cut to him and he was not having it. And like, what a fucking bitch, man. Griffey sucks. He's probably on roids. I'm like, all right, man, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember uh, one year when Jamie Foxx was hosting. Yeah. And then they cut out all these jokes. Like, we couldn't do all these Kobe jokes. We couldn't do Brett Favre jokes. And it was just like. <laughs> Who makes that call to? The producers. Oh, the producers. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they want they them. Want, they want to get invited to the Favre party. Yeah, yeah. They want them to come back and they want them to continue doing things for their network. It's so. like, Brett promised me free pairs of regular jeans. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> make fun of him to his face but it's like a, as a comic you're like wait you can't we can't talk about these scandals which are what everyone is talking yes. about right now yeah that's sad ah and, and and like that's that's the line you gotta toe as as a writer for these award shows yeah. it, it, it's it's tough yeah. i got so i got so much respect for guys like you for guys like uh uh David Wilde does a lot of them. I don't know him. Yeah, well, he, he's, I mean, I don't think you run in the same circles. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, you post pictures of uh, Oprah and Will. He posts pictures of, like, me and Brad. And so yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah, that's how <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Yeah, he's big Wait, I, So you, you knew Jamie before. So yeah. you did a season on Living Color? I did a couple episodes on Living Color, but I was, you know, me and Sean Waynes were great friends. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Uh, but Dame, Jamie and I kind of, when Jamie got to L.A., we were in the little itty-bitty clubs together. Yeah. And he was special then. You yeah. know. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going after Jamie. Jamie's up next, I'm out. <laughs> you knew. Yeah, well, because he'd be singing and stuff too, right? Yeah. yeah. No, not so much singing. He just no? had he had real jokes. Awesome. Not so much singing, but he could impersonate anybody too. Oh, cool. So he had real jokes and he could, it was cheating. <laughs> so when you saw him do Ray, you're like, yeah, that's what I've known about him All this forever. Yeah, that was nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. Because yeah. like, he's a guy that... Uh, it's funny, like, he'll do these performances and he'll do these live stuff on award shows or SNL and he'll be really funny. And I I catch myself forgetting. I'm like, oh, right. 
He's a stand-up. Listen, if you're under 35, you don't even know Jamie Foxx is a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. You'll I'm be under 40. They're like, I'm 32. I, to- I, to- I, 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 I totally forget. He's had like five comedy specials. He's done The Living Color. Yeah. You know, he's mm-hmm. had a sitcom. I was on the sitcom. Oh, nice. Jamie, yeah. So, uh, but was that one of your first acting gigs? No, no. Uh, I've been around. What yeah. was what was like? I, think your... I was on a love boat. No shit. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay, <laughs> I would believe it. What was like? What was one of your first like audition stories? Yeah, or yeah. Well, you know, I, I used to have a late night talk show. Yep, yep. Uh, you mentioned Sinbad. That's who replaced me uh, in '97. But I've been acting since. You know, I, I did commercials. I went commercials. I did a commercial. Yeah. Uh, when I was five <laughs> years old. Five. Uh, yeah, for Tough Stuff Toys from Mattel. What? Yeah. How'd they even find you? Yeah, I found them. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, it was a little, you know, you get a little 8 by 10s My mom took me on auditions. And, oh, yeah. Do you have speaking was, lines in that commercial? Yep. Norm, can you see if you can find that and send me the link if you can? If you can find that. Mattel Tough Stuff Toys. Oh, tough Stuff Toys. Yeah, I have the actual VHS tape. Of course. At home. What did you do in it? Well, we'll find uh, out. Yeah, if you, find you play it. with the toy, you lost your shit. You held the toy up to the camera, <laughs> fucking jerked off to it on camera. But it's so funny hearing how deep my voice was. <laughs> oh, really? At five? Really? At five? It's gonna, it's gonna like, be- yeah, tough stuff toys, man. <laughs> that was it. Really? Good impression? I thought you just played it. Yeah. <laughs> Accessories are included on this motherfucker. No, the only thing I used to hate about auditions was when you would go and you think you ripped it and then you yeah. never heard anything, mm-hmm. hear anything. And then you go sometimes and you F up and then they call you back and you go... Or how about when you go and you hear the dude in the, in the room, you go, this dude is awful. And then the shit comes out and you go, that motherfucker got it? <laughs> That's just a prime We've example of you it. don't know. You just You can't walk know. out trying to size it up or assess it. David Allegra told me a long time ago, if they're praising you as you leave, you didn't get it. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, oh my, you are so incredible. Where'd you, you're Juilliard? Jesus Christ. Extra like, questions, yeah. Thank you. God, you God, oh, you're incredible. He's like, <laughs> nope. Just tear this shit up and throw it in the trash. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, we... We uh, I've, I've, I love SNL people, and the majority of people that say that like they got laughs during their audition, they didn't get it. Really? Yeah, they don't get it. it. All the ones that like walk out going like Lauren didn't laugh, Tina was there, she didn't laugh, like nobody laughed in the room, and I thought it was it. Then they got it because, really? and I don't know what that is. I I don't know if it's someone looking at someone going like hmm, like and now they're wondering all the ways they can use them right. if, if 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 they're killing it. Do you, did you have an acting gig where, like, your first big acting gig where you thought, like, okay, here we go? I, uh, when Showtime first started doing scripted series, mm-hmm. I did a scripted series for Claudia Lano. You remember Claudia? Yeah. Claudia Mark's daughter. And I was a regular on that, and I'm like, I made it. <laughs> then the shit got canceled, and then I realized I didn't make it. <laughs> you need those lessons early, though, right? You need those lessons early, yes. That's where unemployment comes in and- handy. <laughs> And you've always had just like a go get him attitude, like, all right, if that shit didn't work out, yes. I got to just, just like a get joke. back. Just like on you know, stage, a joke don't work. You don't fucking f- crumble. You go, I got another joke coming for you. Mm-hmm. So I always just had to dr- I knew I wasn't going to ever go sit in an office and work for somebody. Yeah. I wasn't going to grad school. I wasn't going to law school. I wasn't going to med school. I was going to be doing something in entertainment. Something. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching Fluffer, you- whatever. <laughs> well, hey, if uh, Suli had said that, then yeah. <laughs> damn, we fluff. It's <laughs> the name of the company. <laughs> we be Just, fluffing. Yeah, don't try to hide what you do. We be fluffing. <laughs> watching you uh, run shit. Uh, remember when I did a little spot on Real yep. uh, Husbands yeah. and I played Russell Simmons' agent? Yeah, that and was it was great. it was dope because it was you know it was just a few lines, but then you and Kevin were like, "Yo, improvise," because Kevin's gonna come over and pitch a project right. to Russell. And I, and I know you could do it. Yeah, it was dope and. Uh, 
And just to like be sitting there with all, I mean, it was, and also like the vibe of the set was, you could tell why you guys were having so much fun and everything. Cause it was super loose, but everybody was like professional and coming with rewrites and this and that. And, and then watching you and Kev were together was like, oh yeah, this is why the show is great. Like you guys are just Thank locked you, in. Thank you. Uh, and then I remember too, I was sitting there and there's a lot of downtime. And like, even when I was doing the heat with Melissa and, and Sandra, I was sitting there in between takes and I'm like, all right, how much should you interact with these people when there's downtime? But if you're sitting there at a table, you it's more it. awkward for me just to sit there. Yeah. And you seem weak if you don't try to strike up a conversation. Right. And thankfully they were all about it. But I remember Russell was sitting there at one point. I think he was wearing a hat and he, he had to get out kind of quick, right? He had some yoga class, always. I think. And he was like, yo, I got he always 30. Has a yoga class. I think he literally sat down and was like, you, you know, I got to be out at 6.05. And he was like, it's 5.58. And he was like, all right, so we'll be done in four minutes, right? Or whatever it was. And uh, <laughs> while he was talking, he was in downward facing dog. <laughs> <laughs> just getting ready. And then so in my head, I'm like, all right, strike up a conversation. Like, just break a little ice. And I remember I'll go over to you. I think he was wearing an NBA hat. I go, I go, Russell, man. I go, so you a big Hoops fan? And he goes, yep. And then it just sounds like, I go, Hell yeah, man. I go, we can talk about this later. <laughs> no. it was just, yeah, yeah. Well, he was down on his phone, too, and I was like, I just kind of oh, read it. But goodness. he gave me a little smirk when I said that, kind of acknowledging, like, all right, yeah. man, like, not now's not the time. But right. but he was dope and yeah. funny in the scene. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's, uh, do you prefer to be in a writer's room or by yourself writing uh, stand-up? Our, our writer's room is so incredible. Like, if you guys get a chance next mm-hmm. year, just come hang out in the writer's room. Oh, yeah. It's so, I mean, we have... Half of the the room is the room is half comics. No shit. Uh, yeah, and we just talk shit and then yeah. Is it know? like is it like you talk shit for four hours and then like the last we go oh we should hour. write something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes the room that's the one problem because I have ADD and then the head writer has ADD and all the yeah. other writer. The, I mean uh, the, the showrunner has ADD, so we all <laughs> you know if somebody pulls out a video, did you see what happened last night? Fuck, dude, it's an hour away that we didn't write any scripts. Yeah, but you know I feel like that's kind of a good way to segue into some right. Like I'm sure enough a shooting times, the shit. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's like I want to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you want to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I also wanted to ask you because uh, I'm fascinated with anyone that's done Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, like because that to me, those audiences. Yeah, yeah. were are like the most fun of all time. Uh, yeah. if, I did it, if, but you know if, what? If, if you I cheated. Well. I, like, How? I can't even. I did it you when did it came out. material. I did it when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Saget killed on Def yeah, Comedy Jam. Yeah. <laughs> I did it when it came to L.A. So I never got okay. to do the real New York mm-hmm. Def Jam. Yeah. Although it was still Def Jam, but it, I didn't get to do the original, you know, when it was in its heyday. But like, much like, much like Showtime with the Apollo, I, I feel like that audience, that audience is a character. Like it's part of the show. You yeah. can't have you, yeah. you, you, you can't call it Def Jam if the if the audience isn't brutal yeah. in how they dislike but also like. I should try to find that. I had a bad set. I got married the day before. The day before? Yep. And then I had to, I didn't even have any clothes. I had to like scrape something together. I gotta find that set. How are you? Like, do you get do you get your wedding date before the or wedding date before? And then the only time I could do Def Jam was either the day of my wedding yeah. or the next day. So I was like, I'll be ready next day. And I was oh. I was still thinking, I was still thinking wedding. Oh well, yeah, because you probably were, you no. Were I got I did it the day before I got married. Oh, the day before you it was got even married. worse because <laughs> now that's all that's the only thing on your mind. Yes, you're just stressing about the next day. Yes. Fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. It, it when like when you brought when you brought that to your fiance now wife would she like do it or was she or like like was she supportive or was she like don't don't do that the day before our she, wedding I don't think she knows <laughs> <laughs> it's a blur really that whole weekend was a blur I bombed I, bet. I, I didn't bomb but it was just like it was nice set oh you no know, okay. one nice set in front of all of Compton you know what I mean so <laughs> uh, 
And then the next day we got married. And it, just, it was a, it, literally a blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think so? How do you write your stand up? Do you write a lot on stage? You seem I like you're on stage. You think I, you're so, you're I so, try to be structured and write stuff down, but then I'm on stage going, I'm, my head is going, what, what line is that? And I'll write stuff after so I can remember and I, I record now and listen to yeah. it. But like, there's people who go on the road and they're on the road every day so they can remember stuff. Like tomorrow night, I'm going to remember I did this yeah, last night. Yeah. But sometimes I have to jot stuff down. Or if something comes to me, I jot it down. Yeah, because, I mean, you seem like a guy that kind of can live in both worlds because yeah. you're a writer. That's what right. you do. You can put pen to paper. Right. But then also you kind of have to be in the moment. And then if if an idea strikes you or yes. you, ha- you have to allow yourself to try things. even yeah. if, Like I was talking to Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. He was Dude. Scalco. I said his name. Yeah. I interviewed him the other day. I said his yeah, name. Yeah, I watched that at Town Hall. Dude, that was great. The motherfucker didn't correct me one time. <laughs> Somebody called me later. Dude, it's Maniscalco. I was like, <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> it Cause, cause, because if it was, he, he wouldn't have so, smiled and nodded at me. For 10 years that I've known him or whatever, I've been calling him Maniscalco, <laughs> and he's never corrected me. You saw it? Yeah, dude. I mean, it was, you know, it, you should do another talk show, dude. It was You're great at that shit. Thank you, man. I mean, so you're a good conversationalist, which is why I think you're ease on stage. It's like you can just kind of like have your subjects and talk about them, right? Right. Because also your point of view is so honed at this point. Are you going to write another book, you think? <laughs> I want to read, by the way, what 150 ways to tell if you're ghetto. Yeah, where'd that come from? That was me, Sean Wayans, and Sully. For me, been on the road with Jeff Foxworthy. I was like, yo, <gasps> oh, you shit. got, you got a, uh, you might be a redneck if. I think me and my friends could write. <laughs> you might be ghetto if. How to it do? It did great. It was a bestseller. Shut oh, the shit. fuck up, yeah. dude. You, you, you might be incredible. our first bestselling author you on the podcast. Wow, dude. I want my picture on the wall. Yeah, yeah done, dude. Going. Make a new poster. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And like, and uh, how do you write a book? How do you even start to sit down and we sat down and we just started, yeah. you know, with three comments. Imagine yeah. us in the room right now and start thinking of the most ghetto shit. And then just, you might be ghetto if your fingernails are longer than your fingers. You might be ghetto <laughs> if. That was one of them, for real. One, uh, this is so old. This is how old it is. You know you're ghetto if you take the battery out the smoke detector to put in your pager. <laughs> uh, you know you're ghetto if. <laughs> Those are great, I though. I can't remember. And, and what, you the stick one- a 40 ounce in the church. That was the cover. <laughs> The one thing I like about it is even if you're North Orange County, like yes. myself, like you can read that and still... Just like the redneck stuff was relatable. Yeah. The ghetto stuff was relatable. Yeah. They were very similar. That's what I noticed when I was reading Jeff's book. I'm like, wow, we poke holes in the bologna when we fry it, too. <laughs> this is some black shit. You know what? Because I think that would help a lot of race relations. Right. If, if people just sat down and went like, oh, wait, oh, wait, you got to do that shit? Yeah. We do that shit. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Cut him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, they would just they would, they would, it would just realize that the shared experiences growing up are not that different. Right. Wait, yo, you were in Blank Man and yep. Six Man. Yep. Those are two of my favorite movies. Really? Yeah. Six Man was filmed uh, yes. mostly in Seattle. Yep. yep I was an extra at UW. Really? Yeah, dude. Oh, that's right. You were on the you were on the team. Yes. Dude, this is crazy. Wow. I'm just not realizing that was no joke. I'm mean, not putting my top twenty. Six men was fun. We went to Unbelievable. Canada. We went to Canada. Oh, my God. Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great city. They had never seen us before. Oh, really? Oh, like they, had saw, they had like some Caribbean brothers up there, some Africans, but 10, yeah. six foot, two and up black Americans. I think we what fucked everybody this? in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. We had to go. I'm, I, I, people were like, look, we're going out tonight. I, go, I can't. It was yeah. too much. We were like rare pandas to all these little white girls. <laughs> Just had your picks. There, it was. It was. It was sad. It was <laughs> Dude, like we at, gotta go. I gotta go home. <laughs> at some point, where you're like, "This is too easy." 
I was like, I think I died and went to the wrong heaven. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Twilight Zone episode. Picture, if you will, <laughs> 10 black basketball players that love white women. We're going to send them to Vancouver, and they're going to have as many white women as they want. Oh, man. But dude. will they want as many as they can have? <laughs> Just the How, embarrassment of riches. What, what's the, what's the, uh, what do you love about doing uh, movies? Uh, Location, per yeah. diem, uh, just... And you were you know, with I, your friend. I mean, you knew you know, Sean, you knew Damon on Blakeman. I knew, I knew Marlon, I, mean, yeah. I knew Marlon, I knew Kadeem. Yeah. Uh, Kadeem the, other, the rest of the team was all real basketball players. The yeah. rest of Orr played at yeah. USC. Yeah. Travis Ford played yeah. at Kentucky. Yeah. So yeah. we had like legitimate real basketball players. So And you play, so would you have real games and shit? Oh, my God. Listen, You're making a movie just said hooping cut, it up. And while they were changing sets, motherfuckers was going at it. <laughs> Love that. The team, U-Dub, those dudes played oh, yeah. with us. Yeah. We went to Canada, Canada Simon, Frazier, whatever one of those schools was. Wow. It was it was incredible. Were you ever, because we've had uh, Jaleel White on the podcast. He's a baller. And, he's, he, yeah. and he's told us stories. Family Matter stories about playing. I'm, but were you ever there, like on the uh, Warner's lot, when like Jordan was yes. doing Space Jam? Listen, and- listen. When they tore down the pyramid in yeah. uh, Long Beach, they brought the floor yeah. to uh, the Warner lot, and we used to play every day. I have never played this good in my like. I was playing so well with Jordan, I could have got a ten day tryout. Damn! <laughs> and all I was dude. saying is, I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna be B J Armstrong. I'm gonna sit in the fucking corner, Great let call. Jordan kick it to me. I made every fucking shot. You would have thought, and then that's Jordan a, would kick us off when the pros came. He'd be like, "All right, all you little sag." That's what Jaleel would say. He said, yeah. "Like even if like Sean Bradley showed up, he'd be like, yo, damn, we get the fuck out yes. of here.'" So every now and then they'd be like, "We need one." And then you get to play with Grand Hill. Those Grand Hill, Tracy Murray. I remember this shit was incredible. Oh so you received a uh, chest pass from Jordan and made a jump Dude, shot. I swear to God, one time I was playing. I came down to court. I threw a pass to Jordan as he cut. He made a layup. The next play, he threw me the exact same pass. When Jordan throws you the ball, you won't miss. It was like Space Jam. It was like <laughs> <laughs> I would shoot the ball and then sh- glitter would come off the motherfucker. <laughs> Boom on that. I swear to God, I didn't miss. Dude, you should. I mean, you should be coming up to the fucking that as your credit. This guy got a chest pass from Jordan. Yeah, you know, for Chris Spencer. Yeah. That shit was great. That's oh, unbelievable. Shit. I play golf with him every summer now. Fuck He's golf. The biggest shit talker you've ever met. Yes, like I've the Gary Payton it. of golf. Oh, worse. No, worse. Worse, dude. Gary Payton is the Michael Jordan. Like that. It, yeah, he's Michael's so he legendary. like he don't give a fuck. And how so? Like pre golf. Pre golf, he's talking shit. Like you, you're playing today. <laughs> you're not playing with us. Go play. Go play with them. We go play and we play about, there's about 30 guys that play. And then, so they bring us into groups. Jordan, play, you're supposed to play in a foursome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's Michael Jordan, so he plays in a ninesome sometimes. So nine <laughs> dudes, all pros, and they're gambling for big money. So I'm at the little kid's table watching them, I'm waving them off as they go fucking play. <laughs> and these dudes are all great. They hit it down the middle. They land on two, and then it's, it's, it just depends who's going to birdie or who's going to par. And is yeah, he at, is he as competitive as all the legends? What he's fucking is competitive. He's more competitive than anybody you know. Amazing. And means yeah, it. Listen, like the motherfucker has dollar bets and yeah. ten thousand dollar bets. He just likes to fucking bet. Chris, we got our same bet one hundred dollars. Cool. Mike, we got our same bet one hundred thousand dollars. Cool. Damn. And he'll compete just as hard with your as bet. Motherfucker, as he w- where's my hundred dollars? Wow. Like motherfucker, what about the hundred thousand? No, he he he's writing a check right now, or I owe him whatever. He it means that much. He likes to win. So he challenged a little fat kid to one on one for like an Xbox. He's going to block the motherfucking shot. Be- <laughs> Get your fat ass out of here. Yeah, he he's a winner. Damn. That's, well, dude, that's come on. That's why. That's why he's you got can't. Six rings. Yeah, you don't do that and then soften up afterwards. No. Once you right. de- once you establish that winning yes. attitude. Yeah. Fuck. Kobe too. I played. I played my my wife. Uh, uh, cast entourage. 
What? So wow. one time We've I was, had Doug and Jerry on here. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I was supposed to play a referee in the That's episode. amazing. And so uh, Kobe was hurt. Mm-hmm. So this motherfucker played me. We played, uh, we shot from half court. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker had, this is when he had tore his ankle or whatever, Achilles, whatever. So this motherfucker said, all right, the first time we played, and he beat me, we played horse, my left hand to your right hand. Hmm. This motherfucker is shooting left-hand jumpers from half court. What? All his misses were hitting the rim and spinning. My shit, the depth perception from the seats. <laughs> so I was throwing this shit like a shot putter. It was so goddamn hard. <laughs> and I'd be like, look out, lady! <laughs> and then we played my two shots to his one shot, and he still beat me. Damn. Mind you, he's hobbling on one foot. Yeah. Left-handed. Yeah, the first time was left-handed. The second yeah. time was right-handed. He didn't right. mess right-handed. Do you think it's even fair to to have that comparison conversation of Kobe versus Jordan? Yeah, no. Different eras, know. right? Different but I mean, eras. It's, it's, I don't. I I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Kobe gets the bad rap because of his post off the court rap. Yeah, so nobody's right. ever gonna. They're never gonna compare him equally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan was in McDonald's commercials with Bird and Barkley. Then yes. Kobe, like that's you're looking at that, right? People. Mm-hmm. You know, the snitching. Maybe if Kobe had sure. done like Airbud 17, you know, Bingo. like Space Jam, Airbud, they're both great. They're right. both Something like you know, that. And person, he was more of a to himself guy as opposed to yeah. Jordan being a team guy. Yeah. Right. Know. And also, don't, compa- don't compare him properly. Yeah. And also, Kobe grew, came up in the social media era where we now we know everything yeah, and absolutely. you're always on. Yeah. Whereas Jordan. Uh, not 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 him him personally, right. but like that's an era where what we saw was just what you wanted us to see, right? Just what was on the court, enough. what was in an interview, just enough. and that's it. Yeah. Tell me, tell me why you love golf and why I should get. My dad's trying to get me to golf so hard, and I know a lot of comics that do it. I just and played today when you and I went to when I got to do La Jolla with you yeah. and um, uh, Cedric. No, no, big dude though. Uh, you were headlining. He was middling. Buddy Lewis. Yes, yes, that was the best. That was also the best because I so looked up to you and you were like so dope, you know? And it's like one of those things when I was like, yeah, yeah, man, you were just like cool. And it was, and you gave me advice on tips on jokes. Uh, I mean, you guys were staying in a hotel. I stayed at the condo by myself, but it was, uh, (laughs) I've never stayed in a comedy condo. You told me that too. I remember I was like, because in my head, I was like, man, I'm going to stay at the condo with Chris Spencer and kick it. And I get there and I was like, Hey man, when are you guys coming over? He's like, man, I got a fucking hotel, man. I'm not gonna say the that. W, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, and now like when I go down the headline, like that's why. I, I mean, because I stay there at the comics so many times, and it's like you got to treat yourself. But you guys would golf so much down there, and I was always like, man, comics do that, and it seems like such a great bonder, and also a um, your boy Carlos yeah. golfs. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, it's 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 four hours, no wife, five hours, no kids. It's mm-hmm. just splendiferous. Sometimes you get a shot that just makes you come back. I can't play hoop no more. You can't. Torn ACL, torn Achilles, not Achilles, ACL, MCL, quadricep tendon. Fuck. Damn. Back hurts. You got like fat, a you know. robo leg. Yes. So <laughs> you can't do it, but, yeah, golf, but you're, you're but setting golf. up alley-oops. Your dad son. plays? Yeah. Still, he's 72. Wow. And Yeah. And he just wants to play. And my dad, when I can stop, I, mean, I broke my, uh, shattered my ankle playing hoops, but now I'm, it's all surgery up, and I'm back. I still play. I play with Jerry, and it's just like, I told my dad, I go, when I can stop playing basketball, which I should, like, even Chris Elliott, after I broke it, he goes, hey, bro, are you getting paid? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? That's so like, you know, like, what do you? just like him. Yeah. yeah well, and I, I was like, of course, that's the Leah, though. I was like, dude, I love it. I wanted to go pro when I was, you know, uh, a kid, and then I s- stopped growing, and I was, you know, I shot the three, and then I, when I peaked it six feet and a half, and I didn't have the ball handling skills that you need at that height, then it was right. like, all right, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll play Danny Zuko in Greece. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, it seems like, I mean, how many, what do you think the best, like when you would do the road like Foxworthy and stuff, like what would you guys, 
How would you kick it? Or would you? Did we, did we kick it? I don't know. Jeff is kind of to himself. Damon was funner on the road. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Damon liked to shop. I liked to shop. Yeah. Oh, you do? Uh, it was funny to watch Damon shop because we would go to these stores and he didn't try shit on. He just grabbed shit. I go, you want to try it on? He goes, it fits. If it don't, I'll take it back. I'm like, oh. That's how you do it. <laughs> That's how you do it. And it you always, like to take your time, huh? It was yeah. always funny when we went to go eat, too. Like, I told him, you know, anything on a drive through I'm paying. Anything mm-hmm. we sit down, you're paying. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. David was the best. Like you said, you, you, life lessons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know. you also probably gained so much on those hangouts, like doing both, oh, right? Oh, my God. I mean, yes. when, I think you when, I mean, you probably knew Will, but when I think you showed me, remember my, my mom was in town. Yes. And you showed me on Instagram, it was a picture of you and Obama, I think, and Oprah. Or maybe it was Obama golfing. You yes. and Obama and Will Smith. Right. And my mom was just no, like. Obama, Ray Allen, and Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, dude. And my mom, you know, she's how very privy too. Happen? She's like, my mom was a picture. She goes, is that Alonzo Mourning? <laughs> yeah, how does he fucking know Alonzo? <laughs> she fucking loses she passed the president yeah. and Ray. Yeah. <laughs> is that Alonzo Mourning? I'm like, how do you know Alonzo Mourning? She knew, that. She knew Zoe yeah. over Obama? Oh, yeah, dude. She's really. Wow. But I mean, those type of hangs, too, you get just from, if you play golf, it's yes. like, yes. then it's an immediate. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at my, I mean, everybody from, from Michael Jordan to Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, Eric Dickerson. Yeah, they all fuck. play. They're all golfers. They all too. play. Wait, how? When you met Oprah, that picture was from you. Did a that was the Image Awards. I was writing on the Image Awards. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Sweet so lady. I mean, does she? Yeah. What's does, that? Does she just glow? Glow. She called her Glopra. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't she come out why with that did, type of like yeah, glowing why, lotion? Why like? did she not have a nightlight called the Glopra? Oh my she god! Lotion. There's no yeah. more room in her bank for her to, for her money. Yeah, she just got so much she of it. Got so much money, yeah. man. It, but it, it like. <laughs> Even you who have met and hung out with anyone and everyone, when you meet someone like Oprah, is that at all intimidating? Absolutely. Yeah. Not intimidating, but you're like, huh, Oprah. Yeah, but yeah. then when they say to you, like, man, you're funny, then it's like. That's the best. So let me tell you about the president. Please. So. Um, Can we do about 10 more minutes? You good? Yeah. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. The right. story's going to be eight. All right, good. <laughs> I'll shorten it. So Luke, I. Let it go. Let it go. am in Maine. With okay. uh, uh, some family friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're the only black people on this island. <laughs> I was about to say. Yes. <laughs> we saw one person. We both were like this to each other. <gasps> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then as we're driving, we're, gonna, we're saying, listen, we're going to go to New York to visit my wife's family. Yeah. So I text, I put on Instagram a picture of me and my family in front of a place called Dark Harbor. Okay. This, this little Which, ice cream place called Dark sounds Harbor. Sounds like a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> exactly. I said, Dark Harbor <laughs> just got a little darker with the Spencer's thing. <laughs> So Ray Allen's wife, who's friends with our, of ours, says, listen, you're driving up to New York. you got to stop in Connecticut. We're in Martha's Vineyard. We'll meet you back in Connecticut. We're like, okay, cool. So we get to mm-hmm. Connecticut. We meet them. And I go, what are you guys doing? He goes, well, we're chilling. But, uh, you know, Ray's just been playing golf with the president all week. And he had to come home because, you know, the, the president got mad he was coming home. The president was like, so, Ray, what are you doing? He goes, i got to go home and help, sh- help, you know, the kids start school tomorrow. And he's like, well, can't Shannon do that? He's like, uh, I guess so. Yeah, you drop them off and come back tomorrow. So I'm, I got to go back to Martha's Vineyard. I said, oh, we do? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck? I come said, on. honey, yeah. uh, enjoy New York. Yeah. Jump in a truck, driving to Martha's Vineyard to play with Ray. So we go to Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Boom. How is Martha's Vineyard? Dope. Oh, my God. It's Fantasy Island. Fuck. Yeah. So we go to Martha's Vineyard, and uh, we didn't have nowhere to stay. Ray had a hotel. I didn't have nowhere to stay. I said, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to find somewhere to stay. <laughs> right. There's got to be a, a, a Martha's Vineyard YMCA. <laughs> Come so stay at the there. Martha's Vineyard Motel 6. Yeah. So when we get there, and uh, <laughs> the president's first cousin is Valerie Jarrett. She, uh, he had a place to stay. He said, listen, you can have this little room. It was an itty-bitty room. I felt like a Cub Scout. There was like a fucking mm-hmm. bunk bed. I was like, ah, there's got to be something else. Yeah. So I'm calling hotels, calling hotels. And then Ray stayed at this huge house 
uh, that, that following the, the prior week, and he had left something there. So we go by there to go pick up some stuff he left, and he talks to the guy. The guy's like, hey, you can stay here for free. Six-bedroom fucking Cape what? Cod, Damn. whatever, mansion. So we stay there. Boom, we head to the golf course. We get to the driving range. The fucking president's right there. I'm like, and I met him before because my friend used to produce Christmas in Washington oh, and the Kennedy Center Honors. So we would yeah. go there, but it was a quick handshake. Hi, pleased to meet you. Great. Yeah. Boom. Get the he fuck does, out the but way. He, but yeah. he knows he's good at it, right? He gives you eye contact, he's gives you a moment. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You feel like you could talk to him forever, and then the security goes, Psst. He does yeah. it to everybody. Go. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We were going to talk about fucking uh, yeah, yeah, Space yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, So boom. We go. I play in the, it's Ray. Wait, uh, the guy did Cyrus. you have to be vetted though? Like, did the, doesn't Secret Service I, I, know that you have they to? They must be... have gotten looked at my old papers from the White House when I went to Christmas in Washington. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, but right. I was in. So, okay. me, so it's Ray, Alonzo, Cyrus, who's the cousin, and the president playing. They play the first day. I'm playing with the aides, mm-hmm. the coolest motherfuckers. I'm fr- I'm good friends with uh, one of them right now. We still talk every, what? Day, every once a week, once a month. Okay, once a year. <laughs> I think we're close. We're Facebook friends. Yes, <laughs> whatever, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I I've poked seen them. them. I've seen them once since then. <laughs> yeah. So. The next day, I go, listen, Ray, I need to play in the foursome with you guys. He goes, we have four. I go, he's the fucking president. We can play with 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, I, 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 I'm going to figure it out. So then I'm playing the next day, and I'm playing like shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't feel like playing. I'm watching. It's like I'm dancing with the fat lady, and the, and the, the cute <laughs> chick is on the other fucking fairway. I'm like, I want to fuck her. <laughs> so uh, I quit at the ninth hole. I go, you know, I'm going to rest and wait till them, for them to come back in. Yeah. When I go to, to quit, Cyrus... The, uh, the Valerie Jarrett's cousin is like, oh, Chris, oh, uh, I'm not feeling good. I said, what's wrong? He's like, I got food poisoning. Go play with the president. I'm like, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> oh, shit. Done. I fucking put my bags back on the cart, race to him. He's like, hey, Chris, welcome. I go, sir, I just went from coach on Southwest to first class <laughs> on Air Force One in a matter of 17 seconds. So then we play. Oh, shit. He goes, all right, Chris, I'll see you later tonight, right? I go, absolutely. I look at Ray. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they have a fucking party. Oh, man. Okay. I, at the I'm vineyard. Thinking, I'm, at the vineyard. I'm thinking it's going to be in some big-ass mansion, right? Mm-hmm. It's this itty-bitty house. I swear to God, we're in a room. How big is this room? Um, 800 square feet? Probably. We're in a room 800 square feet. Me, the president, his wife, and all their friends, yeah. and the kids. Security is all outside. It's a fucking little itty-bitty house party. It reminds you of the fucking house party in the beginning of Raw. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hit him in the ding-ding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and uh, the first thing, Michelle Obama's talking, right? And I'm mm-hmm. listening to her talk in awe, and then she mentions Harold Washington. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm sorry, uh, Harold Washington. Harold Har- 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 Washington. And I go, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Obama, Barack Obama, <laughs> Michelle Johnson. I, I, was, I was like, listen, you said Harold Washington, and the first thing I think of is Eddie Murphy's joke, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you could be President Jesse. Yeah. She goes, yeah, fuck Harold Washington. I go, oh. <gasps> No, she didn't cuss. I'm sorry. I said F how watched it. Yeah. But she knew the rest of the joke. Okay. Shut the fuck up. So we're go I'm joking around with her. Yeah. Then She's I said quoting raw. She, she, oh, this is de- delirious. Delirious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so no, it, I think it was comedian the album. No, one of them. Anyway, All right. Yeah. She's quoting Eddie Murphy. She knows Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And uh so then I'm sitting down and then we all start. De- no, he goes, all right, time to go. He talks like how he talks. He talks in sound bites. Is that, can you get over that? Or is <laughs> Let's it- go watch some fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all having a great time? So we yeah. go out, we watch fireworks. I'm fucking trying to take pictures and videos of them, but it's dark. I'm like, shit. Right. <laughs> I'm pretending like I'm taking pictures of the fireworks. I'm trying to sneak them in the shot. He's like, Chris, get a picture of me today lighting this piccolo peak. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got Roman so candles. We go inside and he goes, all right, time to dance. Chris, help me with this table. 
Me and the fucking president are moving tables and chairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's dance. Now they're fucking, everybody's dancing. This motherfucker can, can fucking really dance. And I'm yeah. dancing next to him and shit. But I'm like, <laughs> so then I sit down and I watch him and his daughter dance. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. And while, while I'm watching, I go to the bathroom and wash my face because this shit is so surreal. Right, you gotta I'm sitting water. down and I'm looking for him. Where the fuck did he go? And he turns up and sits right next to me. So, Chris, how long have you been doing comedy? Hi, sir. Uh, <laughs> we start talking about comedy. We start talking about nutrition, family. Uh, we didn't really talk about any politics. So it was just like a regular conversation. Yeah. He grew up out, you know, he went to school in Occidental. So we talked yeah. about Tommy Burgers, how wow. he can't eat those anymore because he would fuck, you know, all of us would yeah. get sick. Right. And, it, and then Michelle came over. I took her to show my picture of my kids and family. And it was just, it was surreal. Just yeah. so normal. Regular. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he loves Ray Allen. And Ray Allen's like, I don't understand why he loves me so much. I go, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude. Don't complain about it. Have you seen it? any of your tapes? I said, motherfucker, he's only been famous for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> You've been famous for 20-something years. So when he was in some little itty-bitty apartment trying to keep that YMCA open, eating right. cold Chinese food, your ass was in the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. That's you were ex- in the finals. So he's, he loves basketball, and you're fucking Ray Allen. He's like, oh, yeah, that's possible. Yeah. But yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Ray just doesn't, yeah, he just, yeah, yeah, he doesn't know. I said, the motherfucker just became famous Thursday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, and that is un- he's the coolest dude. He's so cool that you'll 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 st- like I cussed a couple times and I had to catch myself. Yeah, he has. He has- like one time I was like, "Nigga, you." I mean, sorry, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't pull the uh, uh, Larry Wilmore and actually call him the word. No, no, no. But it was, you know, you're, it's like you know, you have well, respect, but you're like that. He, you're at that much at ease. Well, because I'm, I'm sure, yeah, and he it, goes out of his way to put like, you at ease too. Yeah, it and, like. and sounds like he's just a great dude, and you, and you're hanging out. And then was there ever a moment where like someone came and told him something, and like he had to go, or like, like did nope. that, did that ever happen? No, he told them early. I'm playing golf with Chris. Yeah, don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mandate. That's a soundbite you need to get. By you the way, you saw the fucking security on the golf course. Oh, I can only imagine. There's people. Is it better than Dave and Buster's security? Wait, <laughs> just a, there's like two more guards. <laughs> <laughs> There's dudes driving around in carts with their finger already on the trigger. Yeah. Like, that's, don't fuck around. That's scary, by the way. Like, listen, yeah. like, if he sneezed, it would be, how'd you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, motherfuckers in the helicopter. If he hits a good shot and you aggressively high five him too hard, yes. that could be the last thing you ever do. You some- joke, but I mean, are they on that high of alert? Like, any, are you the not foot- supposed to touch them? Listen, or? listen. I hit a ball in the bushes. I'm looking mm. for the bushes. A motherfucker popped out and goes, it's right over there, and kept walking. I was like, oh, where'd you come from? <laughs> Covered in like bush. They're uh, flanking. Yeah. There's ten dudes flanking in front, ten in the back. There's people in carts. Yeah. Like this. This, this is the fucking president of the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. But he makes you forget that because he's so dope. He's so cool. He's dressed regular. There's no oh, flashing wow. gold except he has the dopest golf bag you ever seen. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I would hope. Yeah. And he can fucking play. Yeah. Were, were people calling him nicknames or what did you call him, Mr. President? I don't know, sir. <laughs> you didn't call him Bo, did you? Massa, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love that you're friends with Ray Allen because you know when my Supersonics, rest in yes. peace, were there. Dude, I mean, can you imagine? He's an, he was there long Baker. enough. Come on, dude. Vin, Vin and Ray. Fucking Sean Kemp, Sean Kemp, right? Dude, come on. It was Kemp and Peyton. Then it was and you know Derek Ray McKee, Kemp, Sam Ray Parkins. Ray and Kemp never played together, though, right? No, unfortunately. Not. Ray and Gary never played together. We right. traded Gary for Ray, which because right. that was Gary once Howard Schultz. Uh, the Starbucks guy took the team and then came down to the floor and wanted to like make basketball decisions. And Gary was like, the fuck, dude? You make coffee. Go make coffee. We'll take care of hoops. And then George Carl split. And then Peyton was like, you know what? Fuck it. Things are different. I'm out. Trade me. And then we uh, sent him to Milwaukee and got Ray at a three-way deal. Gary, that, no, Gary went to Miami. Boston. 
Well, he went to Miami eventually, but we, he went to Milwaukee first in a three-way trade. Or he went to Boston, and Ray came to us. Did Carrier play for the, Pist- the Celtics? Yeah, for real quick, briefly. Wow. Yeah, dude. But Ray was, I mean, like, that was, he was an amazing Celtic, but you, people sleep on what he did in Seattle. Oh, I yeah. mean, he said, play off people think he's records. this great shooter. Go watch fucking him in a fucking Seattle. That motherfucker used to bang on people. Dude, he was <laughs> leaning. Down. Boom, jump yeah. on the fucking dotted leg, leg spread. Jump yeah, on the Yeah, Love it. That's do, amazing. Do you hoop with him? Oh, we shot around one. That motherfucker is Ray Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Quickest release, I think, in the history of the world. That is butter. It's uh, it's so, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's on. so amazing when you see, and I'm talking a lot, a lot of sports, whether it be golf, baseball, basketball. Like the difference between you on a hot streak in your backyard, and, and then a pro, a pro, a one that someone that gets paid yeah. to do this. Like when you hear a pro hit a golf ball, yeah, you don't, you've never hit a golf ball like that. Ever. It's, it, it, it's, it's, just, it's, it's never sounded like that. Your no. swing's never been that smooth. No. Never. Yeah. It, like, uh, yeah. Does the national anthem play when Obama hits like a, a really sweet <laughs> shot? Like, I, th- I think I heard One Nation Under Groove. I'm not sure if I heard the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's, that is unbelievable. Um, that, 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 that's one of the best stories ever. Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you, man. Nobody yeah. has that story, by the way. I know. Isn't that like. <laughs> I should be, I should have more money. My money, my story should match my wallet. <laughs> Have, my stories are way richer than my wallet. <laughs> my stories are worth billions, but I'm a multi-thousandaire. Put them down on a book. No? Do an audio book, dude. Possible. Come yeah. on, man. Let's talk. Got to. Yeah. I'll, fucking got, make, I'll that produce that, that shit for you. That podcast, has to happen. Christmas stories. I mean, that come, has to happen. Because I know the people that you've hung out with, and we haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, the Obama story is great, but I know. Hell, I saw a photo on your Instagram that was you, Eddie Murphy, Chris Tucker, and Dave Chappelle yeah. all in the same photo. Let me tell you what happened that night. Yeah. Please, please please do. So, fucking BET is looking for a host for the uh, for Comic View. Remember yeah. Comic View? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I go, let me show you how dope I am, mm-hmm. motherfucking BET. Bam, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Chappelle, boom, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Rock, ladies, I was, I'm like saying, and now you guys don't want me to fucking be the host? Mm-hmm. And I just had, I brought all of them to the, who was it? It was Chris Tucker. I saw a photo with Chris, Eddie, and Dave, and you. Yeah, yeah, that was that night, and, I, and they still didn't hire me. What? <laughs> Why? I said, motherfucker, I'll bring these people to the network. Yeah, nothing? Me, no, nothing. Oh, my God. I'm not big enough. Crazy show. Yeah. That, that, and that was just a night, Eddie, like, Chris and Dave went up and Eddie was just hanging. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie hasn't been up in I don't know how long. He's not yeah. gone, is he? I don't know. I mean, I, Neil Brennan told me him and Dave were at his place once trying to convince him and, and Dave was pestering him about doing it because he was like, yo, I've, or maybe it was Neil saying it, like he's, you know, he was his hero and he never got to see him live. And so he's like, you got to do it for that reason, but also, and then he said that Eddie told him he's got 25 years. Imagine having just 25 years stacked up of shit and like he looks at it and it's just so daunting to try to right. squeeze an hour out of that. Like yeah. where does he start? But and, anywhere. Yeah, and, exactly. Also, and then to that you say, and then you're Eddie Murphy. You're Eddie Murphy. Right. So you fucking just do it, and it'll be great. Everybody this wants is so it. So fucked up because as soon as he walks in the room, everybody's fucking cameras and phones are out, so he'll never be able to work out like he, he can't. Yeah, he can't. Like, and and that's the thing that he can't do nowadays that he could back in the like. Right. And if he bombs, day, he doesn't have it anymore. And you know. no. yeah, one person, some shitty website will post it, but Bingo. we're so dumb we don't fact check. We'll see like JambaJuice.com says Eddie Murphy doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's online. It must be real. <laughs> 
Uh, they gave me some negative well, reviews on my album. Uh, <laughs> this is really no, a joke. No. Oh, I was about to fucking say. Well, uh, it's it, been amazing. If, if there's a, if if there's anything you can do to get into Eddie's ear to get him to come I've back, tried too, I've I tried. bet. I, I I bet. But dude, this is some amazing stories. Dude, and, thanks uh, for finally. This yeah. is listen. You know, I'm been, so sorry. I mean, he's no, been asking st- for a year. Yeah, but two. dude, this is how it happens. And also, you're kind of busy, man. Yeah, I said. Yeah. I, told him I just the told him, I was like Monday. I'm coming. Yeah, I love. Yeah, that. I even had a fight on the way here with my wife. You're going where? I said. I told you earlier. I can't play. Fuck, man. It's okay. You'll see when you get married. You're the best. Sometimes you gotta put your foot down. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you gotta give in. Right, Norm? Yeah. <laughs> He's a real person. Yes. So then you guys know there is another person here. Yeah. So well, um, and uh, next year you'll come back. Absolutely. And because uh, I, I mean, I just, you know, marriage, kids. I want to talk about all that stuff too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, win all of it. You want my social media? I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah, we, yeah. We do an intro, but you but you can pimp all out. Okay. I'll, I'll, whatever you want me to do. Yeah. Hey, this is Chris Spencer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Chris Spencer and on Instagram, the real Chris Spencer, because there's another dude who took the Chris Spencer, and I'm looking for him. <laughs> hey, that guy didn't play golf with Obama, so yeah, fuck him. Not, yeah, give me my shit. What if it was Obama? <laughs> then I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> show. That's the show. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.